وسلم has mentioned that in the calendar year Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has special moments, special days, special events, special places that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to shower his special mercy on the ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is the peak season in the calendar year of a Muslim, the month of Ramadan. And specifically the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan is peak season. Just as the business businessman understands that when it comes to the December period, this is my peak season. And this is the time that I have to exert myself. I have to put my shoulder to the wheel and make as much effort as I can in order to secure maximum profits. He understands that if I work hard now for one or two months or sometimes for one or two weeks in the busy period, then I will enjoy the profits of this for the entire year. In the same way, that person who will exert himself, make an extra effort during the last 10 days of the month of Ramadan, the steam that he will build up, the nur of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the connection, the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will then carry the person throughout the remaining 11 months of the year. And as we reach this point in the month of Ramadan, first of all, we express our shukr, our gratitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For whatever ibadat, whatever acts of worship, Allah has given us tawfiq to carry out thus far. Our taraweeh salah, fasting during the day, recitation of Qur'an, whatever charity a person has given, generally a person increases his good efforts in the month of Ramadan. لَإِن شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ Allah says, if you will express gratitude to me, I will increase you. So we express our shukr to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these actions, Allah will increase us in good as well. Together with this ulama explain, نَفْعَلُوا وَنَسْتَغْفِرُ That as a person continues to make an effort to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Simultaneously, we should also seek Allah's forgiveness for our shortcomings, our weaknesses. We know what zeal, what encouragement, what enthusiasm, what vigor we started the month of Ramadan with. That when the moon for the month of Ramadan was sighted, the masajid were full, the crowd for taraweeh was full, the masjid was full at fajr time as well. And as the month progressed, then we saw slowly that zeal, that vigor began to decrease. And perhaps from 9 or 10 safs, it then became 8, 7, 6. And generally we find it difficult to continue and remain steadfast, and continue with the enthusiasm we had in the beginning of the month of Ramadan. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us, to overlook our shortcomings, our faults, our flaws, and to give us the full reward of whatever we have done thus far. The verse that was recited in the beginning, respected brothers and elders, we have heard many, many times. Not only from the start of the month of Ramadan, before the month of Ramadan also we have been hearing this verse. Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the goal, the objective, the purpose of our fasting in the month of Ramadan, لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ It's for a person to build a connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to become conscious of the commands and the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or I give the example and something we can relate to, especially during the start of the i'tikaf period. That if you have to ask a person sitting in i'tikaf to leave the masjid just for one minute or two minutes, then no matter how much of money you offer him, no matter what promises you make to him, no matter what the condition of that person's iman is, he will excuse himself that I am sitting in i'tikaf, I cannot leave the masjid, this is the command of Allah. Similarly, if we take a survey of all the Muslims in the locality, at the time of sunset, we know a person wakes up early in the morning for sehri, he reads his fajr salah, then he goes to work, he's fasting the entire day, he becomes thirsty, he becomes hungry, Especially on a Friday, normally we look forward to our lunch. person sacrifices this. And finally he comes to the masjid. It's five minutes for sunset for iftar time. And the savories are in front of him. The ice cold water and cold drink is in front of him. And somebody has to say to him, there's just five minutes left. Why don't you break your fast now? 
So again, no matter what the level of the person's iman is, no matter what his condition is outside of the month of Ramadan, person may not even be performing salah. He may be far away from the masjid. But if somebody has to tell him that five minutes left for sunset, break your fast now, then which person will be ready to do this? You see, this is the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon me at this moment in time. I cannot break my fast, I will have to wait for the sun to set. This is the, Ramadan is the training ground for our lives outside the month of Ramadan. And this is the meaning of taqwa, Allah consciousness, that just as the person who is fasting at the time of sunset, he recognizes and he realizes what is the command of Allah that is directed to me at this point in time. Similarly, outside the month of Ramadan also for us to become conscious, what are the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he directs to us. A person doesn't have to be in the masjid. A person can be in his business, in his shop, he's concluding some deal, he's speaking to a supplier, he's dealing with a customer. What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asking of me right now? That is taqwa. So just as the person is conscious during the month of Ramadan, just as that person in i'tikaf is conscious of the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that I cannot step out of the masjid. The person who's sitting on the dasarkhan, no matter what food is in front of him, he understands I cannot have one sip of water because this is the command of Allah. So the same Allah who has made it impermissible for us to eat until the sun sets is that same Allah who has made it impermissible for us to lie, to deceive, to cheat, to fornicate, to take drugs, to consume alcohol, to intermingle with the opposite gender. All these commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are directed to us just as the command of fasting is directed to us. And this is the training ground that a person will try and inculcate this consciousness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his life, in his heart and become an obedient slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Together with this, time is almost up. But we find one aspect that is generally overlooked during the month of Ramadan, while a lot of emphasis, and rightfully so, is placed on our ibadat, our salah, our recitation of Qur'an. But one aspect that is something that is extremely important, or something that was greatly stressed upon by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is when it comes to our akhlaq, our character, and especially now during the last 10 nights of the month of Ramadan when it comes to tolerance and sabr, we find that in the month of Ramadan our patience will be tested to the limit. As we mentioned, a person is fasting the entire day, he comes home and he is expecting a nice hot meal and he enters the house and he realizes that the food has not been prepared. For some reason of the other perhaps his wife fell asleep, perhaps the children were troubling. At that point in time, a person wants to say something, he wants to become angry. He wants to express his displeasure. But now the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have sabr and patience. We find in the life of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, sabr and tolerance was found to the highest extent. On the occasion of the battle of Uhud, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is injured and there is blood that is streaming out of his face. And somebody says to him that why don't you curse these people? Look at what, look at how they have hurt you. Not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, psychologically, in every way possible. They have become your enemies, they have hurt you, they have taunted you. Look at the response Rasulullah says, Allahumma khidli qawmi, oh Allah forgive my people. Oh Allah forgive them, overlook their faults, I am prepared to forgive them. So this was the lesson that we learned from Rasulullah wasallam in the month of Ramadan and outside the month of Ramadan as well, for us to have sabr, have patience, have tolerance. Ulama have explained sometimes a person is unable to exert himself in ibadat. There is only that much of Quran that he can read. Insan has been made such, we are weak. There's only so much of Quran he can read, so much of salah he can perform. There's only so much of charity that he can give. But sometimes a person can reach such a level and can secure such a place in the gardens of paradise through his akhlaq, through his character, through his patience, through his tolerance, 
that he won't be able to secure through his ibadat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates different avenues. Allah says those who will make an sincere intention, their goal, their objective is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then we will create various different avenues for them. For somebody it will be his salah, for somebody it will be his tilawat, for somebody it will be some charity that he gave, for somebody it will be some sabr that he exercised, there was some dispute he was about to get involved in. Some quarrel, some argument broke out, he held his tongue. He was supposed to say something to, to somebody. Some goods he was selling, he disclosed the defect in the goods. There was an opportunity to tell a lie, he spoke the truth. Various different avenues Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. We don't know which amal, which small deed of ours will secure our place in Jannah. A famous incident mentioned in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi that woman who was a loose woman, she would sell herself and she had barely any good deeds to offer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She's about to take out some water and she sees a dog that is very thirsty standing next to the well. Some sort of compassion, mercy comes into her heart. She extracts some water and she gives it to this dog to drink. And on this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes her maghfirat and enters her into the gardens of Jannah. We don't know which action of ours, small or big, something we didn't even think of. It could be a word, a kind word we said to somebody. It could be some, a smile that we gave to somebody, some beggar on the side of the road. So now in the month of Ramadan, Allah has given us these opportunities for us to make that effort, especially now we have 10 days remaining. Last year, those who were with us, how many of them are not with us this year? We don't know if you will get another opportunity, if you will see another month of Ramadan. Whatever opportunity a person gets in the month of Ramadan, to try and gain some closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to secure the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and ultimately to secure our safety and our freedom from the fire of Jahannam and our entry into the gardens of Jannah. Let us make that intention that we will try our best, we will exert ourselves and try to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah give us tawfiq wa akhiru da'wana. And alhamdulillah, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar, Allah Akbar. أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أي على صلاة أي على صلاة أي على الفلاة أي على الفلاة الله أكبر الله أكبر لا إله إلا الله الحمد لله الحمد لله علي الذات عظيم الصفات سمي السمات كبير الشان جليل القدر رفيع الذكر مطاع الأمر جلي البرهان فخيم الاسم غزير العلم وسيع الحلم كثير الغفران جميل الثناء جزيل العطاء مجيب الدعاء عميم الإحسان سريع الحساب شديد العقاب عليم العذاب عزيز السلطان ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له في الخلق والأمر ونشهد أن سيدنا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله المبعوث إلى الأسود والأحمر المنعوث بشرح الصدر ورفع الذكر صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه الذين هم خلاصة العرب العرباء وخير الخلائق بعد الأنبياء أما بعد فيا أيها الناس وحد الله فإن التوحيد رأس الطاعات واتقوا الله فإن التقوى ملاك الحسنات وعليكم بالسنة فإن السنة تهدي إلى الإطاعة ومن أطاع الله ورسوله فقد رشد واهتدى وإياكم والبدعة 
فإن البدعة تهدي إلى المعصية ومن يعص الله ورسوله فقد ضل وغوى وعليكم بالإحسان فإن الله يحب المحسنين ولا تقنطوا من رحمة الله فإنه أرحم الراحمين ولا تحب الدنيا فتكونوا من الخاسرين ألا وإن نفسا لن تموت حتى تستكمل رزقها فاتقوا الله وأجملوا في الطلب وتوكلوا عليه فإن الله يحب المتوكلين وادعوه فإن ربكم مجيب الداعين واستغفروه يمددكم بأموال وبنين أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون وقال تعالى يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم بما فيه من الآيات والذكر الحكيم فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فقد قال تعالى في القرآن المجيد والفرقان الحميد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة والتابعين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تزغ قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا وهب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم انصر واحفظ وتجاوز عن أمة محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وجعلنا منهم عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعظكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى 
وَنُيَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ فَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى وَيَتَجَنَّبُهَا الْأَشْقَى الَّذِي يَصْلَى النَّارَ الْكُبْرَى ثُمَّ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَى قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تصلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها شهر وأكواب موضوعة ونمارق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفلا ينظرون إلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمع الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله اللهم أنت السلام ومنك السلام تباركت يا ذا الجلال والإكرام لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له 
له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير اللهم لا مانع لما اعطيت ولا معطي لما منحت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين